Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to the Moving Toward Better podcast. I'm your host, Karen Bemis from movingtowardbetter.com, and I'm here to help you live your best life and let the rest go. Hello, my lovelies. Today, we are going to talk about how to survive co-working at home with your family. I imagine that's pretty relevant for most of you right now with a family. And this is a new concept that a lot of people are dealing with for the first time. And a lot of them are doing it with children for the first time or with a spouse home for the first time. And it can be kind of a mess or it can be an opportunity to learn and to teach adaptability. The key to it is to communicate, to get on and stay on the same page as much as possible. So let's talk about how to do that. First off, start with a parent meeting. If you have kids, set work hours and expectations. I know that's not always easy. I understand that because each of you thinks that your work is important. Each of you has commitments but you have to sit down and talk about this stuff. You know, I just had an incident right before I recorded this podcast that I've been trying to sit down, get it done. I finally sat down. I'm ready to go. I was pulled up my program and I could hear my husband talking in the other room. Well, he ended up getting three or four phone calls right in a row. So I had to sit and wait. Those things are going to happen. Now, When we're both in a meeting and we're both talking, that's fine, but I'm recording. So hearing him talk in the background would be a problem. It's one of those things where we have to be really flexible with things like that right now. But we do have work hours. He wants to be online by 7.30. I usually don't get online till about 10, but we both get up. I do some personal things. And then in the afternoon when I'm working and he's kind of finished with what he's up to, Then he sits down and he'll read a book or he'll do something quietly so that I can concentrate. That all being said, we do not have children. Actually, we do have children. We just only have one college age child at home. So our situation is different. But when you have small children, that schedule is even more important. And yes, some days it's going to go to you know what in a handbasket. It really is. But when you at least start with an expectation of what you want to do, when you want to do, and how you want to do it, especially if you're working with school and trying to get your kids to do their homework. And I know, know, know that this is really hard for you guys right now. The other thing I would suggest is that you set up a tentative meal plan. And I know a bunch of you are going to be like, I know you're rolling your eyes at me right now, but I am telling you that if you're the person in charge of most of the meals in your house, you will significantly reduce your mental load and your stress when the meals are at least basically planned. Especially with the way grocery stores are getting where it's getting harder to get in, it's getting harder to get what you need. You need to know what you've got so you know what you can make. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So If you really want to lessen the mental load for yourself, post that menu somewhere and train your family to look there to find out what's for dinner. I cannot 
stress to you enough how amazing it is not to have to answer the same question, what's for dinner, over and over every single night. It's awesome, folks. I'm telling you. That is like step one. Step two is you need to communicate. I have that in capital letters on my notes. Communicate. This is the most important piece of the puzzle. I'm telling you, you cannot assume that your partner knows what you're thinking. And when you let things build up, your family is going to feel blindsided by your anger, your rage, your outburst, your shutting down, whatever it is that you do, even though you feel completely justified in responding the way you do with your frustration. Let me give you a case in point. A couple of weeks ago, we had two fluorescent bulbs go out in our basement on the same morning. Our trash collectors will not take those bulbs if they find them intact in the trash. So we have to break them up. That is typically my husband's job. And he takes them outside to break them. So when he brought them upstairs, he put them in a spot and I thought, he's going to forget those. And it's the day that we take the trash out to the curb. I didn't say anything. Sure enough, he forgot. And a week later, the bulbs were still there. And they were driving me crazy. I don't know why. They just were. You know, sometimes those little things drive us nuts, right? At the same time, my son had some paperwork that he had to fill out for our insurance company so that I can continue to help manage his medications. And without that paper, he would have to do it. He doesn't want to do it. And that had also been sitting there for nearly a week. Again, adding to my frustration. I know some of you are like, oh, I know how that feels. Now, mind you, I hadn't said anything to either one of them since the day each one landed in those resting places. But I thought about it. And I thought about it a lot. And one morning, my frustration just bubbled over. My husband walked into the kitchen and we've been married long enough that he just knew immediately that I wasn't okay. Now, fortunately, we also have a wonderful relationship and we talked it out. After 27 years of being happily married, it'll be 27 years this year, we're in this new situation too, and we're still learning how to communicate. And I had to ask him, when do you want me to say anything? Do you want me to say it as soon as I'm upset? And if nothing's done, when do I say something after that? And, and so... It really was a situation where we're still requiring ourselves to do occasional communication tune-ups, as we call it. This is where that disk system that I talk about so much comes in really handy. You know, we know how to approach each situation for the most part so that neither one feels attacked or neglected. And that doesn't mean we always get it right, but I have to tell you, it helps so very, very much. So point number three, let's have some fun. Yes, what we are going through is stressful. Some parents aren't cut out for full-time work and full-time monitoring of their children's schoolwork. Here's a hint. Maybe only one in a million is. I know that you may be tempted to look at homeschooling bloggers and think you should be able to do everything they do, but understand as much as they can help you, there are two things you need to keep in mind. Number one is most homeschool parents chose that life. 
They may have done it out of necessity, but if they're writing about it, they've had some time to adjust and become successful. Have you ever heard the expression, do not compare your beginning to someone else's middle? Well, if not, now you have. And you need to take that to heart. Second, every blogger writes about what they do well. We all have superpowers, just like you do. And we also have things that we struggle with. But most of the time, you don't get to see the part we struggle with, unless that's what we blog about. So please remember that before you compare yourself to anyone else. Take what you can from that, from that person and what they teach, and then use your own superpowers to apply things to your life, if that makes sense. I hope it does. Now, let's get back to talking about fun. You need some fun in your life, and so do your children. Whether it's something simple like reading or acting out stories, doing some puzzles together. If your kids are older, each of you find the funniest meme you can find or watch a movie together. Pretty much, it seems like everybody's got streaming services anymore. Find a movie. Maybe you make them watch an old movie that you liked when you were a kid. Maybe you sit and watch a movie that they like. It, it doesn't matter. You could have a dance party if that's your thing. You know, if you guys like to have parties and like to have, like to dance, learn a new skill like sewing, you know, make sure you plan some of this fun into your life. And if you'd like to learn to sew, by the way, I have a friend with a sewing blog. Um, it's called the ruffled purse and I will put a link to her site in the show notes. It's what she makes is adorable. And I'm sure you would really enjoy it. She teaches you the different stitches. She teaches you how to make things. She's amazing. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know that. Um, and here's a few other ideas for some in-home fun. You can host a virtual happy hour with friends. If you have children um, and their friends are friends, you know what I'm saying? Like you have friends and their kids are your kids' friends kind of thing. Um, you can have the kids on one on online call and the parents can be on another. Or you could also host a family pub crawl in your house, have cocktails for mom and dad and mocktails for the kids. You can go into different rooms and just sit and have, have a drink. You can even turn it into a one-on-one -on -one moment where mom and dad can meet their kids in one of their rooms and just have a small one-on-one -on -one session. And then you switch rooms and you have a small one-on-one -on -one session with the other child or however many children you have. You can also do something like a progressive dinner. You could have one course in each meal, like have an appetizer in one meal, have your, have some soup in another meal. You could make it all finger food. So it's very easy to eat and whatever you, you know, you just have to be really creative. And if you're not creative, use somebody else's create creativity. If you've got other ideas, I'd love to hear them. When you look at the show notes, put it in the comments of the show notes that's it. The show notes here are blog posts, so you can leave comments below. You can maybe help somebody else in the process. I want to tell you something. One of the things I found out long ago about children is that having a pleasant evening makes bedtime and mornings way better. Trust me, when we were raising our kids, we did not get that right all the time because, you know, we get tired but we also got tired of yelling at the kids all the time. So we finally tried what people who were wiser than us told us, and it worked. And one of the first things we tried 
was turning the TV off, turning the screens off. When it was time for our kids to get ready for bed, not at bedtime, when it was time to get ready for bed, we turned the TV off. I know there's going to be a bunch of adults that are going to balk at this, but you all have DVRs, so, you know, stop. Um, (laughs) You can always go back. You can always record it. Honestly, we balked at it at the beginning too, but when we saw how well things worked like that, we had to let it go because it made bedtime so much easier. Now, if the weather was nice, sometimes we didn't even turn the TV on. We would take a walk, let the kids ride their bikes, we'd go to the park. And I know everybody's calling it a quarantine and I don't know what it's like in your part of the world. Some people are in a place where they're not supposed to be out and about. In our part of the world, they're still saying it is okay to take walks, it's okay to ride bikes. You're just not supposed to let your kids go play with other kids at the park. That's a bad idea. But as much as possible, we kind of had our kids earn a bath. We'd take a soccer ball or or we would do something, throw a Frisbee. There's so many things you can do. And then after bath time, we took some time to talk to them, read a story when they were small. And when they were older, we let them read for a little bit on their own. Again, trust me, this didn't always go perfectly. And we had one child that we found multiple times with the device on when he was supposed to be sleeping. So we had to take them all every night, take them in our room. We would charge them in there because we couldn't charge them anywhere else. That was the only way we could get him to comply. But again, that's a subject for another day. So how are we going to survive and maybe even thrive through this co-working situation? It all starts with a parent meeting where you set expectations, knowing you'll have to be flexible until you find your own family's rhythm. If your kids are old enough, follow that up with a family meeting. You might be impressed with what your kids add to the conversation. If you need more information about how to have a successful family meeting, I'll put a link in the show notes to an article that I wrote about that. Remember, communication is key to this and any successful relationship for that matter. The best way to do that is to learn about your personality types and the personality types of your family members. And I will put a few of those links in the show notes as well. And then finally, create an atmosphere of calm and fun. Your older children are definitely going to remember this time in their lives. And you have great influence over how they remember it. Will it be a happy memory or one they'd rather forget? Yes, I know some of us are in for a rough time with this virus. But when we control what we can, what we can't control doesn't seem so huge. At least that's the way I feel about it. And look, I understand it is never going to be perfect. And I know you're thinking, you're not in my house. You don't understand. Well, that's what I'm here for, folks. That is truly what I'm here for. And what I want you to do, if you think that this is an impossible task, I want you to go to the Moving Toward Better website. I want you to sign up to be on our email list. I want you to sign up to have a personality assessment done. They're important. 
because you can do this. I promise you, you can do this. It's not going to be easy, but it can be easier. And that's really all I'm trying to do is make it easier for all of us. So until next time, you guys know I love you. Keep moving toward better so you can live your best life and let the rest go. Love you guys. Bye-bye. At movingtowardbetter.com, it's our mission to help you live your best life and let the rest go. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast today and then go to our website, movingtowardbetter.com to sign up to be part of our email community. That way, you'll always have access to all the Moving Toward Better fun and shenanigans. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being you and have a great day. Love you all.